Tonight's first story is Darkness in the Rearview Mirror. In the summer of 2013, I found myself driving home alone on Highway 902 from a party. It was almost midnight, and needless to say, it was pitch black. As was usual at night, I was on edge. I had the radio off, and I could hear nothing but the muffled roar of tires on pavement and the dull thumb of the engine. I stole a glance into the middle rearview mirror and saw nothing but darkness through the back window. I know that I looked backwards and saw nothing. I'm sure of it. Just the seemingly endless blackness of the night. I remember it so clearly because not ten seconds later, a car passed me to the left. Headlights on. I had one of those sudden adrenaline rushes. Like when you think you see a person outside your bedroom window, when it's just a tree. Or when you start awake at night with a feeling of falling. Ten seconds earlier, nothing had been behind me. Suddenly, a car. I drove the rest of the way home, shivering, knowing something was off. The next morning, I found two sets of scratches near the back of my van. One was in the left rear, one was in the right. The car was pretty old. It could have been there for months. But that was the first time when I distinctly remember seeing them. In hindsight, there are two possibilities for what happened that night. Possibility one. By some glitch in reality, or something paranormal, this other car had somehow appeared behind me within ten seconds of me checking my mirror. Like some weird ghost crap or something. However, the second option is what makes my blood run cold whenever I consider it. It didn't even occur to me until months after the fact, but it makes me dread driving alone at night even more. Possibility two. The car was normal. It had approached me from the rear and passed me to my left. However, something large and wide and as black as the night had been clinging to the rear of my car, obscuring my view through the window and leaving deep scratches on the sides. And I had inadvertently driven it home with me. Tonight's next story is Instant Messaging. It all started on the 14th night of March, the night of my parents' 20th wedding anniversary. It was a wonderful, sunny day, if memory serves. Surprisingly warm for early spring. The beautiful weather was perfect for the atmosphere of the day. Being married for 20 years is obviously a momentous occasion, so my parents had booked a table at our favorite Italian restaurant. Of course, this was a formal occasion, so I had my best suit on, It was 5.33, and I was just straightening my tie when my phone went off. I'd received a message. That's strange, I thought. Never happens. I checked the message. It was from my mom. It was quite a jumble of numbers and letters, but through the vocabulary stew, I could make out the legible phrase, please help me. It should go without saying that this worried me greatly, so I immediately replied, are you okay? Just as instantly, I got another text which read, Oops, pocket text. I sighed with all the relief I had and continued to prepare myself. A few minutes later, I received another message, this time from my dad. I checked the text, and once again, it was a massive mixture of letters and numbers, with the phrase, please help me, concealed within. Creepy though this was, my dad was always a joker, so I presumed he was just joking around, until I was sent another text, saying... Oops, pocket text. Now this sparked panic. Pure, unmistakable panic. Every half a minute passed when I received the exact same message from my sister, 
This could not be coincidental. It just couldn't. In a state of sheer anxiety, I started to run to the restaurant. I made it about a quarter of the way before I stopped by a police officer. Main road's closed, he said. Huge car crash. This was the exact moment when I realized what had happened. I demanded to see the wreckage, a request I'm surprised was allowed. When I got there, it wasn't the remnants of the car that caught my eye, not the flames billowing from the destroyed vehicle. No, I was horrified to see the lifeless corpse of my mother, father, and sister. I asked for the estimated time of death. All three of them were killed instantly by the collision at 5.32. Our next short story is called Roommate Troubles. This actually happened to me a few years back at the University of the Arts in Philadelphia. My sophomore year, I roomed with a girl named Kara. She was a jazz vocalist, but her main interest was opera. We had a small room on the sixth floor of a dormitory called Juniper Hall. The walls were thin, and her late night singing and voice practices would keep me up late. After a month or so of lost sleep, I convinced her to move her late night practices to the music studio in the Merriam Theater building a block away. Around 8 one evening, Kara announced that she would be practicing late for an upcoming recital and probably wouldn't be home until around midnight. Great, I thought. That means I can go to bed early. I was beat. I had a horrible day in acting studio and was ready to pass out as soon as I had dinner. She said goodnight and left. Coffee and sheet music in hand. I made some grilled cheese and soup, gobbled it down, and immediately began to prepare for bed. By the time I got out of the shower, my eyelids were so heavy I could hardly brush my teeth. I pulled on my PJs and crawled into the top bunk of our bunk bed. I was out as soon as the head hit the pillow. I should take a second to describe the layout of our apartment. When entering the apartment, the bedroom was through a door immediately to the left. Our bathroom was inside the bedroom, just past the bunk beds. You aren't as nice in the sense that you don't have to share bathrooms. Anyway, I woke up to the sound of the apartment door closing. I opened my eyes and groggily checked my phone. Midnight on the dot. I rolled back over and closed my eyes. I heard Kara enter the room and stop in front of the bunk beds. Checking to see if I'm actually asleep, I thought. She flopped down on the bed below me, which was strange as she was a stickler for brushing her teeth and washing up before bed. Then again, exams were just around the corner and we were all exhausted. The mattress below me creaked and then was silent. I couldn't even hear her breathing. I started to drift off again. I was just on the edge of deep sleep when I was startled awake again by a noise. A key in the lock, the door opening, and Kara entering our apartment, humming an opera tune. The mattress below me creaked. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the story. Big thank you to the author for creating such an interesting and genuinely creepy experience. If you enjoyed the video, please subscribe or follow for more videos just like this one. If you'd like to support the channel, you can check out my Patreon link in the description below and know that I genuinely appreciate it. Follow me over on Twitter at podcast underscore fear or Facebook at fear the podcast. Thank you again for listening to the story. And until next time, always remember to face your fears.